0: You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network.
1: The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult.
2: 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0 action
3: Blood Noir is a crime and horror anthology show. Stories about people caught in desperate times and only have one way out. I'm sure you're wondering why you received this tape from a random stranger. But is it really random? Am I really a stranger? Or are we connected in some way to a web of lies and deceit, possibly murder? You see, I hear things, see things. I know everything. To protect myself, I need these stories to be told.
0: Greetings. I see you have traveled a long way, as have I. But don't be frightened. I, like you, am just a traveler in this world of darkness. I, too, have taken that boat trip across those Stygian waters. And I, too, have paid the ferryman. So sit, my friend. Rest your weary bones, and listen to the tale I have prepared for you. Let's meet Marjorie Vining, star of the weekly radio drama, The Librarian of Coryville. Marjorie has played the title role of young, pretty, and noble for nearly fifteen years, and has no intention of stopping, not as long as her voice still sounds youthful. In fact, her voice sounds just as youthful as her teenage daughter, Addie's. That's the secret to radio success, you know, possessing the perfect voice. Marjorie's chief rival is younger actress, Lena McNally. For the past five years, Lena has played Sally Corey, the ingenue. But she's grown tired of that and wants to move up and is doing her best to dethrone the Queen. Lena hopes to get help in her quest from her boyfriend, the show's producer, Bill Baker. Bill, by the way, used to be Marjorie's boyfriend once upon a time. Sounds like a four-cornered love triangle, eh? Well, soon it will be four minus one. Will Anne be successful in her goal to bring literary culture to Coryville? Or will her efforts be thwarted once again by old Miss Cory? Tune in next week, neighbors, and find out.
3: Thanks for another great show. We'll see you all Tuesday afternoon, same as always, for rehearsal.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Marjorie! So long, Steve.
3: (sighs) Well, another one for the books, ladies. Lena, I'll be outside by the car. Margie, Sweets, you were perfect as always. See you Tuesday.
2: All right, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Have a good weekend. Well, another good show, eh, Marge? Mm-hmm. Are you and Bill off someplace this weekend? <laughs> Driving to see some tiresome friends of his in Redlawn. I don't know why he wants to drag me all the way upstate. <sighs> Are you doing anything? Addie and I are seeing Pal Joey at the Ethel Barrymore Saturday night. Other than that, not much. Oh, how I envy you. Just you and your daughter and no big, stinky man to interfere in your lives. You may think you're
4: complaining, Lena, but I know you're bragging and rubbing it in. What?
2: I don't know what you're talking about.
4: You know full well that Bill and I were planning to be married before you joined the cast.
2: And do you think I stole him from you? I know you did.
4: (sighs) Well. And just as you stole Bill away, I know you're campaigning to steal my spot on the show. Margie!
2: What makes you think that? Ha!
4: What doesn't make me think it? Bill may have complimented both of us tonight, dearie, but if he'd actually been listening, he would have heard you. Stepping on my lines, ad-libbing to try and make me fumble dialogue, and anything else to make me sound ridiculous on the air. And that was only tonight. Don't think I believed you last week when I tripped right before the closing speech and you claimed it was an accident.
2: But it was, Margie dear, my foot.
4: Your foot, my foot. I almost smacked my face against that heavy microphone. You're deliberately trying to get me kicked off the show.
2: Believe what you want, Marjorie. I can't help it if you're getting old and clumsy. Perhaps you should think about retiring, dear.
4: Don't make me laugh. I'll be performing the role of Anne Noble from a wheelchair. Meanwhile, you'll be the world's only middle-aged ingenue. That is if I don't get you fired first.
2: I'd like to see you try it. You know how Bill feels about me.
4: Bill may claim to love you, Lena, but as producer, he answers to the sponsor. And the sponsor loves me. Oh! And besides, if anybody's going to take my place on the show, it's going to be Addie. She's almost 18 and has a beautiful speaking voice. So get this straight. I choose my successor. And I choose when and how that happens. And now, good night, and I hope you have a pleasant
2: weekend. And I hope you and your precious Addie choke on a Hershey bar at the Barrymore. You Come
5: in, Mrs. Vining, come in. Sit down, my dear, and
4: let us see what the cards will tell us today. Oh, Madam Nicolescu, I hope they give me good news. I'm so upset. I've just had a dreadful argument with someone I work with, and I'm afraid she means to do me harm. Yes, my
5: dear, let us see. Ah. Oh, my. Yes. What is it? Is it good or bad? Oh! Aha! No! No! It is not good, my dear. The cards tell us of a great misfortune that looms over your head. Yes, it is very bad. Mm. Can you see what it is? I cannot see that entirely, no. But I can see that someone close to you is working against you. Mm. Yes. Lena, it must be her. Mm. And I can see that you may prevent this bad thing if you take bold action. Drastic action.
4: Yes. But what is it, Madame Nicolescu? What is this bold action? I cannot see it yet.
5: No. Give me time. A few days. Yes. I will contact you. In the meantime, my dear, do not
4: be afraid. No. No. I'll do my best not to be afraid. Thank you, Madame Nicolescu. Thank you. It is nothing, my dear. That will be ten
5: dollars.
3: All right, all right. That's enough. Stop asking me to choose between you and Marjorie. She's the star of the show, and until Regal Gelatin tells me otherwise, she's going to stay the star of the show. Now, unless you have something pleasant to remark upon, can you please let me drive in peace?
2: (sighs) Oh, all right, Bill. You know what's best.
3: Now I am worried. What's up your sleeve, Lena?
2: Hmm? Oh, you want to know what's up my sleeve? Well, look. It's my arm. My lovely, pale, slender arm. And what's that at the end of my arm? Why, it's a hand. A perfect hand, a model's hand with lovely tapered fingers and a petal soft palm. Perfect for, mmm, oh, Bill.
3: Lena, Lena, what are you doing? I'm trying to drive on the road.
2: But, Billy, darling, it's so big. Can't we let it out so my pedal-soft hand can play with it?
3: No! Are you trying to get us killed? Oh. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Christ, that feels good.
2: Oh, Bill, I love your thing. Do you want me to put it in my mouth? I know how much you like that.
3: Let me slow down first. What do you want from me, Lena? Oh, God.
2: I want you to make it impossible for Marjorie to stay Mm. on the show. Mm. I want her to leave on her own so nobody like you and I can be blamed. Oh, Oh, God, Bill. Give me her cum. I love the way it tastes. Mm.
3: Yes, yes, all right. I'll try to think of something. Oh, God. Ah, oh, yes! Good afternoon, everybody. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. We've got a great show planned for this Friday, and I hope you all got the blue changes. Yes? Good. Let's get started, okay? Oh, sorry, I forgot something. I have some terrific news for our star, Marjorie Vining. Really, Bill? What is it? Margie, the sponsor has been overwhelmed with requests for personal appearances, and I mean flooded. They've asked me to put together a schedule of stops for you to meet your fans in 20 or 25 cities across the country. What do you think of that?
4: A personal appearance tour? But Bill, that means that... Can we speak privately, Bill? Sure, Marge. Bill, you know as well as I do that a personal appearance tour is radio's version of a death warrant. I'm going to be off the air for more than a month while you ship me from Podunk, New Jersey to to Whistlebridges, Montana. You know what the memory of radio listeners is like... You might as well fire me now.
3: Margie, don't be ridiculous. You'll be making special remote broadcasts from each city, gaining new fans as you meet old ones. It's a perfect setup, and you'll go first class all the way. What do you say?
4: I don't like it, Bill. I won't do it. There's something crooked about this, and I'm honestly disappointed in you. I can't believe you'd stoop this low.
3: Marjorie, you've got this entirely wrong, honey. It's all to reward you for 15 successful years on the air. You'll get a new wardrobe, chauffeur service in every city, and and a prime spot every morning on Wink Winkler's Sunrise Show. And, if I can't convince you with that...
4: Yes, Bill?
3: Let me remind you that such requirements are in your contract.
4: I'm sorry you went down that road, Bill. All right. I'll go, but don't you think for one minute that I'm going to quit? I'll be back. Just you wait and see.
1: Uh, Miss uh, Marjorie, uh, are are you busy?
4: Hmm. Oh, hello, Frankie. Did you need the green
1: room for something? Need me? Oh, uh, oh no, Mar- Marjorie. I I just wanted to let you know know that I'm going to be your engineer at home while you're out out on your tour.
4: Oh, that's nice, Frankie. I. I hope we'll take good care of my interests while I'm
1: gone. Oh, you... uh, Oh, you you bet I will, Marjorie. I'll make you sound just like you're in Studio D upstairs.
4: And you won't let anybody make...
1: Make what, Marjorie?
4: Make any bad choices about me? Oh,
2: Frankie! Uh...
1: Uh, Gee gee whiz, Marjorie, you're kind of getting my shoulder wet. (laughs) What's the the matter?
4: Oh, Frankie, you're such a sweet boy. Thank you for your big, strong arms. That felt very nice. Don't worry, dear, I'll be all right. I'm glad it's you on the board while... while I'm gone.
1: (laughs) What a lady. What I would... wouldn't give to... Make her m- mine.
4: Hello?
5: Mrs. Vining, this is Madame Nicolescu.
4: Oh, hello, madam. How have you been?
5: You will come to see me today? No? Yes?
4: Oh, do you have an answer for me? What time should I come see you?
5: Any time you wish. I am here.
4: (laughs) I'll see you soon, then. Hello? Madame Nicolescu? Oh, she's hung up already.
5: Mrs. Vining, you are here already, yes? Sit down. Yes, your call was so intriguing, I couldn't wait to see you. What do you have for me? Before we begin, I must ask for more money than usual. Yes, you will give me one hundred dollars.
4: A hundred dollars? Hmm... It must be very important. Well, let me see. I think I have that much in my pocketbook. Twenty twenty five, thirty, fifty. Mm, mm, mm. Ah, here you are, madame. One hundred dollars.
5: Yeah. Now, I have consulted with the spirits. They give me their answer. Here is what you must do. This person, you know her. She seeks your ruin. Yes, I know who you're referring to. Yes, we must turn the curse back upon her. We, I, place strong curse on object Only she uses this object, when she uses it next, will steal from her
4: the thing she treasures most. But, but, how can I know? Wait, the thing she treasures most is her voice. So the object to steal it must be, fittingly, a microphone. If you say so, Mm. That's difficult to arrange. But I know how we can make it happen. Every once in a while, she's called upon in the script to scream in fear. When she does this, she moves to a special microphone that's been designed to take the high pitch without being damaged. It's this microphone that should have the curse placed upon it. When she screams into it, it'll be the last sound she makes. (laughs) You will
5: take me to the radio station, no? Yes.
1: Marjorie, what are you doing here? The station's closed for the night. Oh, Frankie,
4: I'm so glad you're here.
1: You you are?
4: Yes. Frankie, dear, I need your help. I sense that you like me, maybe a little, and
1: might be willing to do me a favor. Well, you, you just n- name it, M- Marjorie. I, I'd do anything for you.
4: Thank you, Frankie. I brought my friend, Madame Nicolescu, with me this evening. She wants to see the special microphone that Lena McNally uses when she screams.
1: Oh, I keep that back here. Lena's going to be using it this Friday in one of her s- scenes. As soon
4: as that? Well, that is fortunate. Will you let Madame Nicolescu look at it?
1: Madame Nicolescu? The old gypsy woman? <laughs> My mom used to go see her before, before she died. What's she going to do? Put a curse on it? <laughs> Mar- Marjorie, what what are you you thinking? I Shh, Frankie. It's not a bad thing.
4: Go ahead, Madame Nicolescu.
0: Mmm
1: but, but Marjorie, I, I... Frankie, you said you
4: liked me. Do you like me in... in that way? Oh... oh... Frankie, I want you to take me. Now. Here on this workbench. Oh, Frankie! It's been so long since I felt the strength of a man inside me. I want it now. Do it, Frankie. Do it.
1: Oh, Marjorie. Oh, I love you so much. Oh, 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 oh.
4: Oh, oh God, Frankie. Oh, that's so good. Yes. Yes. Oh, sweetheart. Yes.
1: Oh, oh God. Oh, Jesus. Oh,
4: Marjorie. Frankie, darling. Oh. What a nice surprise. That was delicious. Absolutely delicious. I shall dream of you while I'm away, dear.
5: It is finished. Yes.
4: Oh, madam, you frightened me.
5: It is finished. Mm. You. Me? You pull up your trousers then listen.
1: Yes. Uh, sorry.
5: Now listen, yes. A powerful curse sits upon that device back there. Mm. The microphone? Yes. The next person who screams into this microphone shall have her voice stolen away, no? And shall be left to sound like the old croaking frog Mm. yes.
1: R- really
4: And you'll protect me, won't you, Frankie? You'll make sure that that microphone is available for Lena on Friday. And don't tell anybody, okay? If you do this, darling, I'll be yours.
1: <clears throat> gosh.
4: Well then, come along, madame. Goodbye, Frankie, darling. I'm off tomorrow for my tour. Talk to you Friday morning from Auburn.
2: Bill, it's done. She's really going, isn't she?
3: Yes, and I can't stop kicking myself over it.
2: Now, Bill...
3: Marjorie didn't deserve this. She really didn't. Bill! What?
2: I know how you can punish me for being so dishonest. Oh. Marry me.
3: What? Marry me Yes,
2: you? marry me. And that way you'll make an honest woman of me.
3: I shouldn't be laughing. (laughs) No. (laughs) But it is a good idea. Okay, let's get married. When? How soon?
2: Um, day after tomorrow. We can get an early start on a honeymoon weekend.
3: But that's Friday, broadcast day.
2: Oh, Bill. Let's rebel a little bit for a change. Marjorie's on tour, you and I are getting married, and we need an ingenue for Friday. How happy do you think Margie's daughter would be, say, if we offered her a chance to sub for me?
3: Wow! Addie? She'd be over the moon! And it might soften Margie's attitude toward us, too, maybe.
2: Shall I phone her, or will you? I imagine I'm not too high on Addie's list of favorite people, so maybe you'd better do it.
3: Okay, good idea. I'll ring Addie up, break the news, and arrange to run lines with her tomorrow. Do you think she can scream?
2: bill she's a teenage girl just show her a picture of frank sinatra
3: (laughs)
6: Duke Harvey and his duchesses, a quintet right out of my hometown of Victoria, Texas. And wasn't that a mighty fine tune? Duke and his four daughters are live in the studio this morning, and they're going to play us a few more sweet-sounding tunes like that last one in just a few minutes. But first, I want to tell you about the sweetest little lady in all of radio. You know her as Ann Noble, the town librarian in our weekly serial, the librarian of Coryville, Everybody loves her, and she's known in real life as Miss Marjorie Vining. Marjorie's in Auburn, New York this morning, speaking to us from Curley's Kitchen on State Street. Howdy, Margie. How are the eggs at Curley's this morning?
4: <laughs> Howdy, Wink Winkler. That was such a warm welcome on this chilly morning, and I thank you for it. The eggs are mighty fine here at Curly's Kitchen, and I'm surrounded by quite a few fans of your show as well as mine. Say good morning, Wink, everybody! Good morning, good morning Wink! <laughs> See what I mean?
6: <laughs> <laughs> I surely do, Miss Margie. Howdy right back at y'all, Auburn. Now, this is your first stop on your multi city tour, isn't it?
4: That's right. I'll be talking to you and all of our friends every morning from a different town or city and expect to be gone nearly a month. (laughs) Will you be able to put up with me?
6: Why, ma'am, nothing would give me a greater kick than to visit with you and our mutual friends every morning. Now, folks, we're going to chat some more with Miss Marjorie, but Duke Harvey and his duchesses are stepping back up to the microphone. So sit back, everybody, and enjoy this tune. Margie, we're clear. We got about three minutes before we chat again on the air.
4: Thanks, Wink. I didn't know you had a live band in your studio.
6: Oh, Margie, that ain't nothing but hogwash. I'm playing records, and if the listeners know the difference, ain't nobody complaining. (laughs) Oh, say, did you hear the news?
4: (laughs) No, I didn't. What's the news?
6: Well, your boss and your co-star are getting hitched. They're heading to the courthouse in about an hour then taking a long weekend to Niagara Falls. How do you like them apples?
4: Really? Bill and Lena getting married. Well, I guess I'm happy for them. But wait, you said they're headed to Niagara right after the ceremony? But what about tonight's broadcast?
6: I was waiting for you to ask me. It's even bigger news. Your very own sweet little Philly is filling in for Lena on the show. Isn't that something?
4: What? Addie? My Addie on the show filling in for... Lena? Wink, are you joking? Please, please tell me you It ain't
6: no joke, hon. You ought to see her, Margie, strutting around the station, pretty as a pitcher, and just as sweet as a prairie breeze. She's so excited- Wink,
4: I suddenly don't feel well. I'm going to sign off now. Will you cover for me, dear? I- I have to- goodbye!
6: Margie? Marjorie? Well, I'll be horn-swoggled.
4: Are you certain that there are no passenger trains going to New York tonight?
2: Nope. Sorry, ma'am. Last one for the city departed an hour ago. Next one's tomorrow morning.
4: But I've got to get to New York. It... Is there a car rental service available anywhere? Ah,
1: uh, yep. Yeah. Numbers there on the wall. Over the payphone.
4: Addie, I must make it in time. I simply must. Oh, what a fool I was. What a jealous, jealous fool. The car rental man told me that it was a five-hour drive, and I could just make it if the storm clears. (laughs) Oh, my God, that was close. Jesus, Mary and Joseph... Get a hold of yourself, Marjorie Vining. You've got to get to the station and save your daughter from that curse! Now, let's get moving. What was that road sign? New York City, 30 miles. I'm so close, yet so far. What time is it? Still an hour until the broadcast. I think I can make it there in time. I...
2: Tommy? Is that you?
1: Tommy, don't fool around. I'll tell your mother you've been...
2: (gasps)
0: Is this curtains for Sally Corey? And will Ben Benson ever get a postcard from town librarian Ann Noble, who's taking a much-needed vacation in California with her best friend Sue Johnson? Find out next week when, once again, Jonathan brings you The Librarian of Coreyville.
1: That Addie should have put out a scream. She's as good as Lena McNally. Don't you think so, Frankie? Better. I wouldn't be surprised if Addie's the star of the show before too long. We could do worse. Hey, Frankie. I appreciate you coming true with that substitute mic for the scream. Don't mention it. Well, it was my ass on the line. when the frickin' usual one suddenly crapped out. I'm glad you discovered it in time. Like I said... Don't mention it. Well, anyway, I owe you one. Say, what'd you do with the busted one? Outside in the trash. What do we need a busted mic laying around for? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Say, there's something different about you. Yeah? Yeah, I can't quite put my finger on it, but you're different, you can't deny it. I know, are you growing a mustache?
3: You've been listening to 4-1, written by Pete Lutz. 4-1 starred Jason D. Johnson as the Spirit Voice, Rex Gabriel as the Radio Announcer, Pete Lutz as Bill Baker, Christy Glick as Marjorie, Katie Lofton as Lena, Jerry Eliff as the Gypsy, Nick Womack as Frankie, Alan Clower as Wink Winkler, Dana Gonzalez as the Railroad Station Master, Griffin Green as Addie, and Christian Ferris as the Studio Engineer. Additional voices by Omar Lopez, Merrilee Robinson, Kian Lutz, Emily Carpenter, Christian Sanchez, and the cast. Music in this program included Anguish by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com, Bewitched by Rogerson Hart, performed by Bill Snyder, Western Country by Shake That Little Foot, and John Henry by the Foghorn String Band. The Librarian of Coryville theme was composed for this episode and performed by Dr. Ross Bernhardt. This is Federal Stone Cipher speaking. Four Minus One was produced and directed by Pete Lutz.
5: Blood Noir, Episode 11, 4 minus 1. Second credit narration by Sharon O. Bloomberg. Special thanks to Pete Lutz for permission to rerun his great play on Blood Noir, featuring Pete Lutz as a stranger. Blood Noir theme by Carpenter's Notch and AudioNautics.com.
7: glad to be inside where it's warm. Hey grandma, what's for lunch? We're having nice
3: piping hot bowls of Canned Wells Cheese Atomic Soup. It's sure to warm you up, both inside and outside.
7: Canwell's Cheese Atomic Soup? I never read that before. What's in it?
3: You know how you like tomato soup with a grilled cheese sandwich on the side?
7: Yeah, that's my favorite.
3: I know. Well, Canned Wells Cheese Atomic Soup is a delicious tomato soup with little chunks of grilled cheese sandwich already in it.
7: Wow, what a terrific time-saving gimmick. I can't wait to try it, Grandma. Just
3: sit down and have some. Here's your bowl right here.
7: Thanks, Grandma. Hmm. Well, what do you think? The little bits of grilled cheese sandwich are kind of soggy and mushy.
2: Yeah, and?
7: Uh, And, and that's just the way I like it, yeah.
3: That's what I thought you were going to say.
2: Well, eat up. I don't want any of this crap.
3: I I want want my my canned wells. Wells. Good Good food is is soup. soup.